Turn to Nehemiah, Nehemiah chapter, chapter 8. Hmm. Did everything but mark, mark that portion of scripture here. So let me, let me find that. In Nehemiah chapter 8, Ezra, Nehemiah, there it is. And starting in verse 1. It says, And all the people gathered themselves together as one man into the street that was before the water gate. And they spake unto Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded to Israel. And Ezra the priest brought the law before the congregation, both of men and women, and all that could understand with understanding upon the first day of the seventh month. Let's pray. Father, we come to you and we thank you for this day, a cold day, Lord, but we're excited to be in uh, a warm church building. And Father, just help us now uh, to get everything that we can out of the preaching of your word. Help us all to, help us all to learn something, to leave this place uh, 
better than, than when we came. Father, obviously, uh, you need to show up and you need to do something great. We need you and we can't do it without you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Um, I'm going to start off with a, a little illustration here. It says, a, a young woman asked for an appointment with her pastor to talk with him about a besetting sin about which she was worried. When she saw, when she saw him, she said, Pastor, I have become aware of a sin in my life which I cannot control. Every time I'm at church, I begin to look around at the other women, and I realize that I am the prettiest one in the whole congregation. None of the others can compare with my beauty. What can I do about this sin? The pastor thought for a moment, and he replied, Mary, that's not a sin. I mean, why, that's just a, that's a mistake. <laughs> yes, and that was good. I thought that um, as I was thinking... Uh, as I was thinking about what wasn't last year's, um, I think it was the word of the year um, in 2013. We're almost to 2015 now, by the way, which is crazy. Weren't we just at the light night service just a few minutes ago? Isn't that crazy? It Time flies. But I believe the word of the year was uh, selfie, and it's got to be right up there this year. And uh, that... That drives me crazy, to be honest with you. It drives me crazy. Just the thought of that word, selfie. And uh, you take a look at where our nation is today. Isn't that saying something? And that really, to be honest with you, I, just, I saw the pride here, the pride issue with this little joke. And it has nothing to do with my message, but I thought I'd throw that out there. Uh, but Nehemiah chapter 8, we're going to talk about something in just a moment. But I, 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 need, um, I need your help, Nate. Um, Cody always gets picked on. But imagine with me for just a moment, just a moment. You, you really got to think about this, okay? Um, let's pretend that Nate here in his purple shirt is, uh, he, <laughs> he hasn't grown up. Now, I know, how, how old are you, Nate? 15. 15 years old, all right? 15 years old. And he's a, he's a young guy, but, but he's grown up fast. And it, it, it's amazing. It, it's fun watching him grow up in the, in, at church. And he's going to all the youth activities. He's so faithful. He's up here preaching. Let's pretend now, you've really got to think about this, that he's never grown up. All right? He comes into church, and he's got to have his little noisemaker. He's got, uh, this is cute, too, all these little princesses. And he has to have, have this with him at all times. Shake it around. like he, That's his favorite. He loves that. All right? He also, he also needs his baba. He has to have his baba, all right? If he doesn't have his baba, if, if someone takes his baba, he gets really fussy. Really, really fussy, okay? Um, also, he struggles. He, he has teeth, but he doesn't realize he can eat the big boy food, so he has, to, he has to have little baby food. So hold on to that. He's got the baby food. He's a little baby. Sometimes he starts crying. Just cry like that. No, 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 like a baby cries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, he gets upset. He gets embarrassed. Um, so when he starts, please cry again. Okay, he starts crying. And so we give him his binky. He needs his binky. He's got his binky. He's got his baba. He's a little upset because I forgot his blankie. I don't have his blankie, so he's, he's a little shaky tonight. But he's, if this were really the case, if this was actually true... If, if Nate came to service, he came, you saw him out and about in the com community, and, and his mom was carrying him, carrying him. Wouldn't that be weird? That would be awkward, okay? 
He's a big boy. He can take care of himself. He can walk. He can walk from here to that door. He doesn't, he doesn't need a, a, well, maybe he does. Do you, do you use a bottle? No, he doesn't use a bottle. But if he did, wouldn't that be a little strange? Wouldn't that be odd? Now, I mean, uh, really, I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to be serious here. If this were actually happening, it's not, I know. But use your imagination here. If he really needed all these things, and, and he, he'd get upset, and we'd have to rock him to sleep, and, or, or we've got to burp him, or he's got, his, he's got his bottle and his baby food, that would be weird. Really, really weird. But, yeah, yeah, see? But, but uh, let's see here. Josh, come here for a second. What about this? All of, the, all of a sudden, and this is sadly enough, this is the norm uh, in, in the Christian life, in, 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 in our realm, where we see people on a day-to-day basis. If, if this were the case, and, and let's just say we've got 15 years old and he needs a bottle, he needs the baby food, he needs his blankie, he needs his banky. That's weird. But let's just say Josh here, he's an older guy and he's been saved for 15 years. And, and, and I'm going to play the part of the preacher and, and saying, please, please come to church. You need to be in church. You need to be faithful to church. Please, oh, you need to read your Bible. You need to read your Bible and pray. You've got to read your Bible and pray. Cody, please, you've got to read your Bible and pray. You need to go soul winning. Why aren't you going soul winning? You need to go soul winning. That's somewhat of the norm, though, isn't it? It's so weird that this guy right here would need a, a binky and a baba. He hasn't grown up yet. But spiritually, what's the big deal? We need coaxed and coddled, compelled, convinced to come to service. It's time to grow up, guys. You don't need your binky and your baba. You don't need dad carrying you to church anymore. It's time to grow up. When are you going to take your next step? <laughs> if, if, if Nate never learned how to walk, that would be a little weird. He, he's obviously capable of doing so. All of a sudden, it's, it's a little weird. But not so much so because, and believe me, tonight I'm preaching at myself because it can get really easy just to, just to stop right here. I'm done moving forward. I don't want to get any better because with that means probably there's more responsibility, more things on my plate. And I'd, I like being able to just to slip into service and slipping right back on out. Go ahead. Have a seat, guys. Thank you. I'm encouraged tonight when I read this portion of Scripture. Wow, man. Thanks. Don't his Baba. I'm encouraged. Let's look at, at verse number one. And all the people gathered themselves together as one man into the street that was before the water gate. And they spake unto Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses, of Moses, which the Lord had commanded to Israel. We've got a people here that are ready to learn. They're ready to grow. They want to take that next step in their Christian walk. They're, they're excited to hear from the man of God. They're actually encouraging him. Come on, give it to us. We want to hear it. No one's convincing them to go to church. No one's pulling them. Come on, it's time to go to church. No. <laughs> they're excited. 
They're going to the man of God saying, Give it to us. We want, we want to hear from, from God today. Is that not how we should be? Let me encourage you right now before we really jump into things. I know it's a Wednesday night service. And we do this like every Wednesday night outside of right before Thanksgiving and, and right before Christmas. But we kind of get into a little groove and, and here we are for the Wednesday night service and I'm half asleep because I got a lot of things on my mind and I got a lot of things I got to do the rest of, to finish the rest of the week. So I'm not here right now. Wake up. Please wake up. Focus in tonight. Get what you can get from God's Word. It has nothing to do with what I'm saying tonight. It, anyone can stand here right now if they're preaching the Word of God, if they're, if they're proclaiming this right here. And we're going to learn from the Bible tonight. And I pray for myself and for you, and have been for some time now, that we can take this truth and we can possibly just take another step in our Christian walk. Where we're done with with. Mediocrity just being the norm with, it is what it is. I'm fine where I'm at. No, we can do something for God. We can do something great. God can use us in a mighty way. But we've got to put down the baba. We've got to put down the blanket. We've got to take the next step in our Christian walk. Excited to come to the house of God. We're going to take a look at um, number one. In verse one, we see the multitude. The multitude. We see their motivation. And if you go back in Scripture just a little bit, you'll see, and if you've read, if you've read it already, you know that they're recently coming out of captivity from Babylon. All right, from Babylon. They're, 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 it's, they're fresh out of captivity, so it's all fresh in their mind. They knew or know where they, where they came from, where they were. And, and we can learn from that. And remembering where we as Christians have come from. Why it is important to know and understand the history of the Baptist. To know, I, just recently or last week, uh, Mr. Harris gave me a whole bunch of books. And in that was Fox's Book of Martyrs. And I've never read that book. I've always wanted to. I've never owned that book. And I do now. So I'm excited. And I've been reading through it. And while it is encouraging at times... Man, it just slaps me back and forth, right across the face, over and over again. And I keep coming back to it. I keep reading it, and, and I'm enjoying it. But to think of what people went through, <laughs> to think about what they willingly went through because of the same God that we serve today. Yet the same God that we come to, to hear about on a Wednesday night, but are just on autopilot. These folks were being burnt at the stake. Arms ripped right off because they were not going to discredit their God. They loved their God and were going to stand for Him through thick and thin. It didn't matter what, what was going to happen. They loved their God. And, and we are so weak we, all of us, we're so weak today. The, the, just the, the slightest bit of adversity comes our way and we're ready to throw in the towel. We serve the same God that they did. We see the multitude, the motivation. They knew where they had come from, straight from captivity, and they wanted, they wanted to grow. They wanted to learn. 
Uh, we see the mindset. They were all in one accord. And the people gathered themselves together as one man into the street that was before the water gate. They spake unto Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded to Israel. And Ezra the priest brought the law before the congregation, both of men and women, and all that could hear with understanding upon the first day of the seventh month. All with, with one mind. All together in this thing. What do you think could happen? What do you think could, uh, could happen with Community Baptist Temple if we all were in this thing together? Everyone on the same plane. No one, no one pulling more weight than the next. We're just in this thing together, looking to see souls saved on a regular basis. And, and that means that probably the next time someone asks during the, the song service, did you get to talk about Jesus Christ today or through the, throughout the week at work? You know, we're in this thing for God and we're focused. We want to see souls saved. That means we're getting out there. And we're talking about a Savior that came and died to save us from those sins. The sins that we're warning. We're warning the lost. They're in need of that same Savior that we have right here, right now. One mind. All together. Heading in the same direction. With the same goals. The multitude. We see the, the man in Ezra. The scribe, the priest, the man of God. You know, we have a man of God. And... Uh, God has appointed Pastor Mark O'Donnell right here for us. And we have that, and we can be thankful for it. While we should have our devotions and be faithful in doing that at home with our families, this cannot be replaced. What we get at Community Baptist Temple on a Sunday morning, a Sunday night, a Wednesday night service, that cannot be replaced. We need what Pastor O'Donnell brings. We have to have that. We see the source of his ministry, and that is the Word of God. We'll take a look at verse number 5. Verse number 5, it says, And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. And Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God. And all the people answered, Amen, Amen with lifting up their hands, and they bowed their heads and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. We see the source of His ministry, the Word of God. And we can be thankful again that we can look forward to, a, to a, on a regular basis that our pastor is going to bring this to us every single service. It doesn't matter what he thinks or what he feels like talking about. It's coming straight from the Bible. So every time my toes get stepped on and I get a little upset, I have to remember, I have to kind of check myself here and realize what he said came straight from God's Word. Yeah. If I'm going to be mad, I'm going to be mad at God. I realize that. Straight from the Word of God. The source of his ministry, the cause of his message, to apply to clarify and to bring the people to an accurate understanding of the Word of God. We see that. Let's take a look at verse 8. So they read in the book and the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. We can study and we should. 
We should read our Bible faithfully. We should do that. But there's times where, isn't it amazing how some, sometimes you've been studying something in your Bible, and wow, all of a sudden the preacher just starts hitting it during the service and brings it to life. and That's what it's talking about. Is that a coincidence? Certainly not. God is at work. God is using that man, Pastor Mark O'Donnell. I keep saying that, and he is my dad, and it's kind of awkward, but that's okay. Pastor Mark O'Donnell. The man, we're talking about Ezra here, the source of his ministry, the Word of God, and the cause of his message. He's going to apply it. He's going to help us understand the Word of God. Sometimes we want to believe that we can do this thing on our own. As husbands, as fathers, we want to believe that, you know, we're having family devotion, so we're good to go. Like I said earlier, we need this. What is that? That is an attitude of pride. A U.S. Air Force transport plane with its captain and five crew members was flying over Alaska in the mid-50s when they entered an unusually fierce snowstorm. The navigator contacted an air base only to be told that he had veered, he had veered several hundred miles off course. Correct coordinates were given to the navigator who continued to insist that his own calculations could not be that far off. Soon the, plan, the plane ran low on fuel. The six men decided to abandon the plane and parachute to safety. But because of the minus 70 degree Fahrenheit temperature and the winds that gusted up to 50 miles an hour, they were all frozen within minutes of hitting the ground. <laughs> Man, all he had to do was follow the direction that were sent his way. But too much pride in saying, are you kidding me? I couldn't be that far off. <laughs> I got this. Are you kidding me? Because of that arrogance, because of that pride, all of those men died. The preacher begins to hit on something that you or I both know that we're struggling with. <laughs> we have a decision to make. You've got, you've got children today, and, and Dad, the preacher starts hitting on something that you know that you guys as a family have been struggling with just a little bit. You have a decision to make. And that decision is huge, is key. Because, remember, we talked about how the preacher is preaching the Word of God, truth straight from God's Word. And if we decide to abandon those truths, just as this navigator did, there will be casualties. And you're talking a wife, and you're talking children. And who wants to mess around with that? We need our pastor today. We need the man that, that God has placed in our path. This man, Ezra, his source was the Word of God, and he was going to try to clarify it, help everyone to understand it. We see the multitude, we see the man, and we see the master, the Lord, the great God. Let's take a look at verse 5 and verse 6. Verse 5 and verse 6, it says, And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was above all the people, and when he opened it, all the people stood up. And Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God. And all the people answered, Amen, Amen. With lifting up their hands, 
they bowed their heads and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Remember this people, this people that we're talking about and how they were looking forward to meeting with God, looking forward to seeing and hearing the man of God proclaim the word of God. They wanted to meet with the master. What are we doing here today? What are we doing here tonight? Why did we come to Community Baptist Temple on a very, very cold Wednesday evening? I want to hear from the Master. I want to hear from God tonight. And when I come and, and I listen to our pastor preach, I want to hear from our, from our Master. And there's a number of things that fall and that need to fall into place for me to hear from the Master. We can't always blame it on the pastor when we didn't get anything from the message. Sometimes we're not always there. Sometimes we have slipped a little bit in our personal walk with God and we've, we've fallen away just a little bit. We need to make sure that we're, we're, we're supposed to be at all times, getting what we can from the Master. You see, uh, I remember uh, Mr. Harris got us going a few years back, well, a little while back, and he got us into these remote-controlled, uh, gas-powered, uh, remote-controlled trucks. And they were pretty cool, really cool. And they'd go really, really fast. And uh, we'd, I'd be driving this thing in, in our driveway, and obviously with how fast this thing went, normally Cable and I would be playing with it. And it would go so fast, the driveway just was not big enough. It wasn't big enough. So we had to take it up and down the street. And we'd get it going as fast as it could go. And you'd got to be careful because... Replacing parts for this thing is really expensive. And we were pretty young. We didn't have a lot of money. So we were trying to be careful. We really were being careful with this mo control truck and <laughs> flying on down the street. And uh, you got to be careful. Don't turn it too sharp because it'll just start flipping. It'll flip right over and just destroy the thing. Well, we were pretty good with it, but we got it going, flying up and down the street as fast as we could. And it'd get a little farther. Now, we knew that there was kind of a, you could only go so far and get out of range. And so we, were, we would keep it within its proper range and we'd take it up and down the street, up and down the street. And it was a blast. Yeah! <laughs> we would time it, <laughs> flying down the road. And finally, one day, I wanted to play with this thing so bad. I was, I'm ready, we're getting out of school. I want to play with this mo control truck. It's so much fun. I knew that it wasn't quite charged all the way, though. All right? So we're holding this thing. And... I realized that the battery was low, but I was not going to have that. I'm going to play with this remote control truck, all right? And I couldn't wait. Caleb and I are out there, and I think it was me. I, I believe it was me, the one that messed up. And because of the, the low signal, it got out of range. And you'd think, why not? It would just stop running, right? Mm. No, actually, it took off as fast as... And I can't run that fast. I couldn't, run. I couldn't catch it. It just took off down the road, and I'm not, I, it's not working. And right for, right for, you, it's crazy how this works out. It just, it just had to be there. It's just, I'm like, no, it's heading straight for the manhole. Big old manhole. Because we're just going straight down the street. The manhole's over here. It just has to take off. Right at the manhole. Slams inside. It's just destroyed. Trashed, trashed. I was never able to play with that thing again. Why? <laughs> it was my fault. I knew this could happen. I knew it was possible, but I was a little impatient. Now, I'm not talking about patience here, but I let it 
get out of range. All right? Let it get out of range. And the problem was, when that thing got out of range, it took off and got destroyed. Just killed, dead, gone, forever. The problem is with that, we can apply that with our lives. Too often, we get head in our own direction, and we get out of tune or out of touch with God, the Master, and that's when bad things start to happen. <laughs> we get moving along just like normal, having a good old time. All the time, we've kind of slipped away from God, let things go. It's still fun. <laughs> We're still playing with this thing. But it could go at any, mo any moment. And if we decide that we're going to keep going through this life without a solid connection, without solid communication with our master, man, lives will be destroyed. We must realize our need, yes, for a pastor, but even more so for our master, our heavenly father, Jesus Christ. We need church today. We need Community Baptist Temple. Let's use this example, the example that these people put before us and all the people gathered themselves together. Let's not have our pastor yank us to church. Please be there at the special revival preaching service that we're going to have. Please, please, please. We should look forward to coming Amen. to church. Look forward to being in God's house. We should look forward to serving, being able to worship, honor, and glorify our Master. We need Community Baptist Temple. This right here, this church, is where God has you. This is where He has you to serve. This is where you will be fed. You need, I need, Community Baptist Baptist Temple. Penguins are one of the few warm-blooded animals that live in Antarctica during the winter. They can even breed in temperatures of minus 22 degrees Fahrenheit and winds of 125 miles an hour. How can they survive in such harsh conditions? One of the, ma one of the main ways is that they huddle together in groups of hundreds, groups of thousands. And while it is freezing cold, they're huddled together in a group. And those on the outside, when they begin to freeze and they're near death, they begin to work their way on inside. And those that are in the middle of this pack begin to work their way on out so that everyone stays warm. If a penguin in this group gets isolated from this large mass of penguins, it's going to die. If it's isolated, if it's all by itself, all alone, it's not going to be able to stay warm. It needs everybody. If we isolate ourselves, we're a family. We need each other. Amen. We need our Savior and Lord. And as we're fed, and, and what's so special about an extra service throughout the week, or, or when we have a, a special revival, or we got Brother Runyon here preaching a couple extra days throughout the week. That's special where we can come together as a family, draw closer to our Savior and Lord, Jesus Christ. Just as those penguins need each other to survive, we need each other. 
We live in a wicked world, and it's getting worse on a daily basis. If you watch the news, you are discouraged. You've got to be careful. It's wicked. It's nasty out there. But together, we can stand with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We need each other. Let's, let's work together in serving our Master. What can God do with Community Baptist Temple? We don't need a building. We don't need the carousel, even though it's going to be great. And Mr. Yurig and I were talking about it this afternoon. We can't wait to get into our new building. It's going to be a blessing. More space. Man, our classroom is packed on Sundays. It's warm. It's hot in there. Literally, it's, it's like very hot in there. <laughs> very, very hot. But it, we're packed in there. It's great. It's wonderful. Young couples class, and we're having a great time. Sweating to death. But God has something great for Community Baptist Temple. And what could He do with us if we were all in this thing together? It's not normal for Nate to come here with a binky and a baba and his blankie and, and, and mom having to carry him and, and having a whole bag of diapers. I'm embarrassing the life out of him, but that's okay. He likes that. That's not normal, okay? But it shouldn't be normal. Pastor, just fighting to get us in service. How long have you been saved? How long have you been a child of God? Where are you at right now? No matter where you're at right now, we can all take another step forward. We must never be satisfied. I don't care where you're at in your spiritual walk. We must always be striving to be more Christ-like. We are measuring our, our life up to Jesus Christ, the perfect standard, a standard of perfection. Where are you at today? It's not normal. Babes in Christ. It's not normal to stay that way. Like these people. And all the people gathered themselves together as one man into the street that was before the water gate. And they spake unto Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law Give it to us. We want to hear it. I want to learn something this evening in God's Word. Pastor O'Donnell, give it to me. Give it to me straight. Don't pull your punches. I want it. Give it to me straight from God's Word. What an attitude to have. We can all do better. It's time for us as Christians to grow up. No more babes in Christ. You're saved today. You were saved. It doesn't matter if you were saved yesterday, 10 years, 20 years ago. We're all moving in the same direction. We're measuring our life up to Jesus Christ, who is perfect without sin. We can all do better. It's time to grow up. What does the Bible say in uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 11? When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. It's time for us to take the next step in our Christian walk, no matter where you're at today. Where are you going to be tomorrow? Where are you going to be next, next week at this time? 2015 is upon us. What are we going to do with this new year? How are we going to draw closer to Jesus Christ this year? Father, we come to you and we thank you for this day, for this, this time we have in your house. Father, for a wonderful example in these people in Israel, the nation of Israel, just seeking your face, looking to hear from the preaching of your word, to hear 
your word proclaimed 